speak a little bit about what 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 is what is the growth mindset? How does it work? Um, go a little bit deeper into it. And the point I'd like to start off with start off with is because I think it's going to be important for developing our attitude and approach to everything else that we apply in life is how do we how do we deal with adversity how do we deal with things that don't go away <clears throat> and like what's the whole mechanic of how it works <coughs> so as we, as we we said so many times before that when you're interacting with the world there's really two modes that we can interact with with the world we can interact and we look at the world as giving me something about myself so if i pass a test it means oh you're you're clever and if i fail a test it means you're stupid um if i um if people like me it means i'm i'm, I'm worthy i'm popular and if people hate me it means i'm unworthy and unpopular if i have money it means i'm good and i'm wealthy and i feel great and if i have no money i'm poor and i feel terrible and it's bad um if i if i show intellectual prowess it's, it's amazing and if i it's, to say something stupid it's terrible and in that mode of interaction with the world <clears throat> really everything is about what the world's telling me about myself and there's something extremely extremely dangerous about that because essentially what it's doing is it's locating my sense of worth outside of who I am and in the modern parlance this idea is called self-esteem and that's why self-esteem in its traditional sense and the way it's grasped by many, I believe, is one of the most destructive, destructive ways of seeing the world. Um, both good and self, good and bad self-esteem. Good self-esteem just means that there have been enough external props that have made me see, feel good. And really, good self-esteem is just the other side of the coin of bad self-esteem, because when those external props disappear, I'm left um, a shattered person. And therefore, I would advocate tonight, and hopefully experience a very different kind of self a kind of self that does not require external props for it to be worthy of being and that sense of ourself is our pure undiluted essence and that essence is completely independent of whether I do good or bad whether I have a lot of money or little because that sense of self is my intrinsic being um, and there are many names for it. I mean, you can call it myself, you can call it my essence, you can call it my soul. Whatever that thing is, that's the core of humanity that makes us different from every, every other species on the planet. And that's where love begins. You know, when I love a person, <clears throat> the highest love is unconditional love. And what does unconditional love mean? It means even if the person is on a life support system, in a coma, my love doesn't change. But, but, but what am I loving? The person can't speak. They, can't, they don't own anything. They're on the verge of death. It doesn't make a difference. Because I don't love any of that about them. I love them. But what is them? They're in a life support system. It's hard to put into words. It can't be put into words because it's probably beyond thought and beyond words and beyond the construct of language. And that's really the part of ourselves when we sink into it that become, we become anchored and brave enough to confront the world without worrying about the potential um, <clears throat> we don't we don't need to worry about the potential um, hazards of confronting our failures or becoming inflated through our successes because we recognize that failure and success doesn't affect my worth failure and success 
affect my achievement, affect my mission, affect my goal, but they don't make me a better or worse person. They don't make me more worthy or less worthy. And when I reach that position whereby <clears throat> my worth is internal and unstoppable and constant, so then what happens when a person spits in my face? I'll be curious as to know what prompted them to commit such a violent act and I'll be able to learn from the experience. But when I'm caught up into the emotional turmoil of self-esteem, I've never got time to learn from an experience and to apply the growth mindset because I'm too worried about covering up my, my, my fragile ego and I'm um, protecting myself from the, the harm which may be caused by the person saying something negative about me as opposed to just being calm and serene because I'm anchored in something which is way, way deeper than anyone or anything or any aspect in the world that can ever, ever influence me. And in that solid state of self, I become present in my own life because there's no need to run or there's no need to hide. Because the worst thing a person can do to me can never affect the person I am. So that's <clears throat> certainly easier said than done. But it's a crucial perspective and opens up the entire ability to learn from both successes and failures. As long as we locked up into the self-esteem paradigm, so it becomes too emotionally expensive to be able to confront our failures because looking at them just makes us feel even more invalid. And it becomes too emotionally expensive to examine our successes because they are so fragile we never want to let go of them. So that's our introduction to our meditation on gaining access to the real and pristine self. Any questions so far? Wait, I think I was sorted into the wrong group last time. So I did this like last time, I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I, I wondered why you're in the group twice. So I'm going to, I don't know how you can do this. I'm going to, I'm going to,